Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know I got a bad reputation And it isn't just talk, talk, talk If I could only give you everything Bad Reputation by Freddie Johnston is a song you may have heard but don't remember. This folk artist's debut single had a huge push, appearing in multiple movies, and it left an impression on this week's guest, Mikey D'Angelo. This week, we dive into Freedy's back catalog and try to figure out if his reputation was really so bad after all. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties Forever And it makes me wonder Is it just a wonder Or is it one hit thunder Alright Mikey, so you, you chose Freddie Johnston, Bad Reputation Which right off the bat Made me think about my own reputation, and I don't know if I ever really thought about the fact if I have a bad reputation or a good reputation, and I don't know if that's something you can judge about yourself, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't know if you can either. I would like to think that I have a good reputation, but I don't really know what other people think of me, <laughs> other than the people I know who like me already. Yeah, same here. I'm sure there's a few people who don't like me, but, you know, whatever. I don't know any of them. I think you're, yeah, I well, think you're, you're likable. I'm, I've never, I've never heard a complaint about you. You have a spotless reputation in my world. <laughs> <laughs> but as far, as far as this song goes, I'm glad you hit me up about it because this is kind of a jam. Oh yeah. It's, it sounds, it, it makes me feel like I'm on the show friends when I listen to it. I could definitely see that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was ever on the show friends. I just kind of assume it was, but it, it has got a real friends vibe and it's from the friends era. You know? It is definitely of that era. I was going to say, I was thinking about it because I was really nostalgic for a lot of... This came out in 1994. I was 10 years old at the time, and I used to make uh, mixtapes off the radio, you know? And yeah. I, this song was like one of the songs that I taped off like the local pop station and would listen to all the time when I was a kid. Mixtapes off the radio were sick. I loved, yeah. I loved making those. <laughs> Edit out those commercials. 
Man, yeah, I would, just the, all the hits. Yeah, I, mean, I would tape the top eight at eight on B94. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I don't know if this song would have made the top eight at eight. It, it peaked at number 54 on the Billboard Top 100. But, you know, it made its mark. It, it, it made it onto some movie soundtracks and things like that. And I think that's how I knew it. I don't know which one of the movies that it was in that I knew it from. Yeah, I knew this song from the radio. It got played a lot on like the local pop rock station in Johnstown PA. Yeah. And I guess I didn't realize that it was in Kingpin, which is like when I went back to revisit it, when I thought of it a couple of years ago, all the comments on the YouTube video were like, oh yeah, I know this song from Kingpin. I love Kingpin. It's my favorite movie, you know? Right. Kingpin was really setting off a lot of careers that year. Goldfinger was in that. I yeah, mean- they were. I actually rewatched that over the weekend in sort of preparation for this. Uh, Did you think, I feel like I watched it recently too. It kind of holds up, right? It holds up. There's some stuff that would not fly today, but yeah. o- overall, <laughs> it's still pretty funny. Yeah. It, got, it has Vanessa Angel. Yeah. You couldn't be a guy in the 90s not like Vanessa Angel. That's for sure. I was just talking about her the other day. I don't know why she's coming up so much this week, but <laughs> so Freedy, Freedy Johnston is the singer of this song. Uh, not his actual name. His name is actually... Frederick Fatzer. Yeah. I wonder if the song would have been big if he would have kept his actual name. Fatzer. Fatzer. (laughs) Did you get that new Fatzer? (laughs) Yeah. Once I saw what his real name was, I understood why he changed it. Right. And I don't know, you know, if I was in his position, I would have a hard time too. You would have a, you'd have a pretty good, you'd have a pretty good time. Mikey D'Angelo. That sounds like, yeah, you sound famous. There's, there is already a very famous D'Angelo, though, who I yes. could not look more different from. So, uh, <laughs> but you're Mikey D'Angelo, not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've always had a name. You're Mikey D is what I knew you as. And, yeah, that's and, pretty much what everybody knows me as, still. Right. Even yes. as a 36 year old man. Yeah, you you'll always be Mikey D. You ever? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this. You ever know somebody as a kid, and you called them a nickname and then you see them like 20 some years later and you don't know whether it's still cool to call them that. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. There, there was this dude I played hockey with as a kid and then it turned out he was the neighbor of my buddy and his nickname as a kid was dirt. (laughs) And then, then, you know, I saw him and now he's a, you know, a full grown man with a family and everything. And I, I didn't know what to call him. I was like, just like, Hey man. And then I had to ask my buddy, like, they still call him dirt. And you're like, yep, they still call him dirt. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but Freedy, Freedy changed his name. Probably a good move. I don't know if Frederick Fatzer would have had a hit. No, I don't think so. He, he changed his name based on two things, both dealing with his mom. His mom called him Freedy and Johnston was his mother's maiden name. Yeah. And that, then there was no stopping him. He was born in Kinsley, Kansas. He bought his first guitar at the age of 16. And then his friend drove him to a record store when he was 17 to buy an Elvis Costello record because he read about it somewhere because his town had no record stores. He had never bought a record before. And that t- that sounds totally made up, but <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I mean, you could hear the Elvis Costello, though, if if that is the real the real story. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Did you, I, I can so- see the influence. Yeah. Did you dig into Freedy for this episode? Did you dig into uh, to some music? So I listened to this whole record and a few songs from other albums. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was looking because I really enjoyed this album. It's pretty good, like the whole way through. But the album before it, I guess, was more critically acclaimed. Can You Fly? But it's not on any of the streaming services. So 
I'll have to dig around. I bet it's on YouTube. Dang. Yeah, that this album, I mean, I I put it on I put this album, which is called This Perfect World. This yeah, Perfect, this perfect world, world. Yeah. I put it on today. I I went swimming today and put it on. <laughs> I asked my I asked my friends, like, do you mind if I put this Freedy Johnston album on? They're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's very easy listening, I yeah. would say. It's very mid-90s. It is uh, extremely mid-90s. It's pretty adult contemporary, pretty pop folk, I guess you would call it. Yeah. But yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad no, album. Not at all. You know, sometimes on here, we got to dig into things like Aqua or yeah. Los Del Rio and things like that. But This has to be a, a much easier listen through a full album than most of those like novelty hits. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a legit artist. But I would say the one thing about Freedy Johnston that <laughs> Matt... Uh, the producer of the show brought it up to me when we were talking about it beforehand. He's like, you're not going to like Freddie Johnston. But I was like, oh, no, I thought it was all right. But Freddie, he got no edge, man. There's no edge to these no, songs whatsoever. <laughs> not much. It's yeah. funny, too, because the, like this record was produced by Butch Vig, which like... I know, man. It's crazy. Like, he's... I mean, he did Nevermind. He's yeah. recorded, like, Against Me and the Foo Fighters. Like, this album yeah. could not be much further from stuff like that it's very soft yeah but the the, the man has range i suppose so, absolutely so that's that's good you know a lot of times we look at, so this song in particular it's catchy as hell right from oh yeah right from the first line it's relatable it's catchy uh mm-hmm. from from what i heard this is by far the best song i heard by him you i know, would agree with that yeah yeah the most memorable for sure yeah the, the rest of his music is definitely in the same vein but just not as no, good <laughs> yeah none of it has that like whatever you know it doesn't all come together the way it does in this song yeah man this is one of those songs which a lot of these one hit wonders probably fit into this formula but just everything about it is catchy the verses the first line of the song you you got people with that first oh line. yeah i was gonna say that first line really reels you in yeah. And then it, you know, when it when it breaks to that chorus, it just takes you to a whole nother place. And that place is cool too. Yeah. But it's that line, man. I think I think people want to feel like they got a reputation and everybody's talking about them. <laughs> you know, maybe. I like to think that that maybe I got a reputation. I guess I like to think it's good, but if I'm feeling feeling like a bad boy, <laughs> maybe it's bad sometimes. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But you know, just the fact if anyone's thinking talking about me at all, I'm probably happy about it. Truth of the matter is probably no one's talking about me. No one gives a fuck, but I like to pretend that maybe they are. One thing we always look at on this show is what else was going on at music at that time that allowed (laughs) this song to become a hit. So did a little digging on that. And it's 1995. So, you know, it's kind of, in my opinion, the death of good grunge and maybe grunge Ye- stuck around for a while via yeah. some bad band. corporate grunge. Yeah. 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 So when I was looking at the charts, so this hit its peak in February of 1995, this song hit number 54 on the billboard charts. And you know, that's a modest hit. I would yeah. take number 54 in a second, believe me, <laughs> but still not a giant hit. No, uh, not a massive smash hit. No, but I want to talk about some some massive smash hits that were going on at that time. If you need a little little frame of reference, okay. Um, number one, or I should do it the opposite way. These aren't in exact order, but I'll work my way up. 
Tom Petty, You Don't Know How It Feels, Ooh, was out at that yeah. time. Serious jam. Hell of a song. Love the way they censored the word joint. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Went, so let's get to the point. Let's smoke another. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually catchier than saying joint, I think. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I want to I might smoke a little row after this. <laughs> Hootie was still still holding on with hold my hand at the charts at the time. So that makes and that, that album was unstoppable. Just wall to wall hits. Yeah, man. So many hits on that album. I think that I could put that album on now and probably still enjoy it. That that song Time, what a hit. What what a lesser hit. It's good. So they were still holding on. They weren't at the top of the charts. They were somewhere at like 15 or something. Desiree, you gotta be. Oh, man. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember that song. Madonna, Take a Bow was up there. Not my favorite Madonna song. No, that's kind of a dirge of a Madonna song, really. Do you know what your favorite Madonna song is? I really like Ray of Light off the top of my head. I don't know why I'm coming with that, but that's what popped in my head. Damn, you're coming with a great song. You're coming with a later Madonna. <laughs> yeah, it is late Madonna. I mean, I like a lot of the old stuff too, but I don't know why that was the first thing that popped in my head. I like it um, a lot. That song, my favorite Madonna song is Live to Tell. You know Live to Tell? I don't know if I do. Dude. Off the top of my head. It was from like a Sean Penn movie and uh, it is just a slow jam and it just has this little synth part that goes and it's just I don't know if you heard it. You, I, I, bet I, w- I bet I would know it to hear it. Yeah, Off the top of my head, I can't think of it. You don't know it from me singing the synth. <laughs> the synth lead, <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's my favorite Madonna song. But yeah, Madonna, still on the charts, take a bow. And then we'll go with, with the two top songs at the time that Freddie Johnston, Bad Reputation, was out. Number two. I'm a big, I was such a big fan that I dressed like them in middle school. Okay. Boys to Men on Bended Knee. Oh, yeah. Which is. I loved Boys to Men. Yeah, man. See, see, that's the thing, man. That's what I came from was Boys to Men. And yeah. I did not, I've talked about this on podcasts so many times. I did not come from hair metal. <laughs> no. You know? Uh, bef- before I got into like punk music and stuff, I listened to like rap and R&B and yeah, like pop music that was on the radio me too and i don't know who it, maybe it was green day who bridged that gap or i don't yeah, know that could have been for me somewhere along the line yeah punk rock appealed to me and there's something about the punk rock that i liked that had something in common with the r&b and you know pop music that totally. i liked as a kid yeah some somewhere there there's a common thread because both of those styles of music and i still love r&b and hip-hop music now uh, so I do i I was too cool for it for a few years. You know? Same here. I kind of yeah. got out. I mean, I was always like, I would always try to keep up with what was going on in like underground hip hop or whatever. But like, I was kind of out of the loop with everything else. But now I'm kind of just back into everything. Yeah, man. I came, I came around full circle real hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, same. Unfortunately, I can tell you more about what's going on in pop music than I can in punk rock probably now. Yeah. <laughs> Even- honestly, maybe me too at this point. It's been kind of. I mean, I still listen to a lot of punk music and like indie rock or whatever, but yeah, I kind of I'm more balanced now, I guess I would say. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all good, man. It's all good stuff. But And then the number one song at this time was TLC Creep. Oh, and yeah. So, so uh, yeah, man, that's, that's what was going on. And, you know, when I see that list of songs, it makes sense that Freedy Johnston fit in there somewhere. You know? Yeah, I feel like like especially like this mid 90s pop radio was very eclectic in that way. Like you would hear TLC right up against Nirvana, right up against Freedy, like right. Just a wide variety of music that was all under the pop umbrella at that time. Yeah, man, I don't know if everybody thinks of the music from when they were a kid as being really good. But dude, seriously, the 90s were pretty fucking good. Pretty good. You know, and you're talking about like the music that was popular. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good popular music where that I don't think like the whatever 2000 to 2010, whatever you call that, (laughs) that era. The aughts, I guess. That's so dumb. I've heard that before. The aughts. What the fuck? Who says ought? (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know. The OOs I've heard, I guess. Yeah. uh, That's. I don't love that either. Yeah. That's dumb too. They need a word for that. But yeah, yeah, I don't feel like that was as strong of an era, but maybe that's just because I wasn't a little kid anymore. So I I don't know. I think Uh, that has a lot to do with it. Like I said, I think my like connection to this song in particular is just that I heard it at a time in my life when I was just really starting to like get into music and like it just kind of stuck with me yeah there's a lot of music out there that if you weren't there at the time (laughs) it's hard to in retrospect get into it yeah and i would agree with that i think that this song yeah i could get into this now if i hadn't heard it at the time it's still catchy yeah I, i guess what i'm referring to more like some of that old school punk rock that if you weren't there and you hear oh, people yeah. talk about it all the time it's like ah I don't get it. I'm sorry. No. I don't I don't get Black Flag. I don't get yeah. it. I wasn't there and it's hard to, you know, I talked about the misfits on on a recent episode. It's just yeah, I I, I get it. I, I like it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I'm it's weird. Like some of that stuff, it's very hit or miss for me cuz I like love the Descendants. And fuck yeah. I actually I like the I like the Misfits a lot too, but I'm not like super deep. Like I know the hits and I really like them, but I was never like real into them the way a lot of my friends were i know man people people well i you know what i at least i kind of i get it with them i get yeah. it that, that they have these catchy choruses that are fun to sing along a lot of woes i get that you yeah. know i, I get very it. catchy and i definitely get descendants like i can listen yeah. to the, somehow those descendant songs from like 1982 are still good <laughs> they still and hold up pretty well yeah that's why yeah. i'm so impressed by that band but yeah but some stuff some stuff you got you had to be there Oh, absolutely. Uh, I agree with that. You know, uh, hey, a little a little thing I put together on my own, which I don't know if it's co- coincidence or not, man, but February 1995, Bad Reputation comes out 
it, mm-hmm. it hits his peak. You know what happened in March of 1995? I do not. Michael Jordan made his return. <laughs> oh, so, so I don't know. Number 45. Yep, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that part. But I'm just saying, is it a coincidence? Most likely. It's 99.9. likely, yeah. <laughs> that, that is the what most What if MJ likely. just heard bad reputation on the radio and... Started thinking about his own reputation? Yeah. Hey, got to get back out there. Yeah. Po- I'm poss- ruining it with this baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, man. <laughs> hey, something I, I saw that I don't know if you saw this was pretty interesting pretty inspiring and also maybe not everyone has this opportunity so maybe it's not as cool as i'm making it out to be but freddie johnston yeah he had that first album which you brought up you couldn't find on spotify or anything yeah um it had critical acclaim but not commercial success that's right yeah that might explain it but (laughs) to make his next album the dude sold some of his family's farmland to finance yeah. the recording of his second album. And, you know, damn, man, <laughs> his family, he was really going all out on. I was going to say, he literally bet the farm on this yeah. record. He's like, my folk is so good <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that I'm going to sell my family farm. And dude, I mean, it paid off. The New York yeah. Times, the New York Times called that album one of the best albums of the year. So, and then he got signed to a major label, recorded Bad Reputation as part of the mm-hmm. album Perfect World, really signed to Elektra, uh, worked with Butch Vig, Rolling Stone named Freddie Johnston Songwriter of the Year in 1994, which is pretty wild. I mean, there's that a is, lot. That's an honor. I mean, but there's a lot of songwriters out there. And yeah. 19, 1994, they named him Songwriter of the Year. Think about the people that were around in 1994 that they were calling Freddie Johnston. Freddie Johnston, the Songwriter <laughs> of the Year. I mean, 94, Kurt Cobain was still around. Yeah. I just, I'm just, just a little bit of a bold, a little bit of a bold proclamation by Rolling Stone. I would agree with, yeah, the song's great, but I don't know how it stacks up against some of the top songs and albums of the day. Dude, in 94, that was a fucking amazing year for everything. Yeah. Recently, we did a, a punchline EP of songs from 94 because it oh was, that's right yeah it was it was 25 years since that you know that's like when songs become classic rock or whatever and we were like oh it'd be cool to pick some songs and narrowing it down for that year was tough man there's so much good shit from 1994 and then it's yeah. wild because 1995 was nowhere near as good like hmm. when we when we were thinking about songs from 95 we were seriously like uh should we do the friends theme song <laughs> or like <laughs> I, I, I mean honestly that was one of the things on there yeah so 94 and you know i've talked about it so many times but the movies of 1994 were fucking forrest gump and shawshank yeah. redemption and pulp fiction and dude the, the list goes on and on like where you're like whoa Yeah, it was a really huge cultural year. Yeah, man. And that's not even just me saying that because I was coming, not coming of age, like I was 10, but you know, like getting to the age where you start to notice culture more, I guess. Yeah, but I think that that is a real feather in Freedy's cap to be absolutely songwriter of the year in 1994. You know, he could bring that up if someone's talking about how awesome 1994 is. He'd be like, actually, did you know (laughs) (laughs) I was named songwriter of the year that year? You can't take it away from him. No, you can't. You cannot. Once you get that title, you can never take it away. It's, it's never going. You know, Bad Reputation, you talked about it was in Kingpin. It was also in Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, which the, I only know that movie because I was so excited as 
a young boy, <laughs> I loved Jenny McCarthy so much. Oh, okay. And, and that was like her film debut. She was oh, in that, okay. Which I, think I don't may, think I know anything about this movie. It may have had Christopher Walken. I could be off on that. I don't remember it being very good. And I remember her role being very <laughs> small, but I was just a Jenny McCarthy fan. And not, sure. I'm definitely not now, but no. at the time she was um, on MTV, singled <laughs> yeah. out. Singled and out, yeah. It was also in the movie Heavy, which I don't remember that movie, and Kicking and Screaming, which I think is the Will Ferrell kids soccer movie. It looks like it's a, a Noah Bumbach or however you say his name. Okay. Movie. All right. Is that the guy that made the squid in the whale or yes. something? Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's at, that look. guy. The the like the other Wes Anderson. Okay. He's like yeah, very right, similar right. style. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Something else I, I wanted to bring up about Bad Reputation. There's another song called Bad Reputation. Do you know the other Bad Reputation? Is that Joan Jett? Yeah, man. The, the Joan Jett Bad Reputation, which was also the theme of Freaks and Geeks. That song, she's like, yeah, I know I have a bad reputation. And I don't Yeah, she's uh, resolute in the fact that she has a bad reputation. Freedy's a little bit more like, he knows, well, I guess Freedy knows he has it. And he he said kinda, it, he knows. It, it isn't just talk, talk, talk. Right, that's what I'm saying, you know? I guess they're both songs about bad reputation. Yeah, I got a bad reputation. Deal with it, you know? I, I just, when I think about which one I like more, that that's a tough question because... I kind of like both these songs. I like them both a lot too. I don't know. Maybe maybe I would lean Freedy. I, I think would, I, I would too, but I like them both. I dug into the lyrics a little bit of the song. They're pretty straightforward. I think everyone knows what these lyrics are about. I had to look down what Harold Square is. He said suddenly. It's in New York. And it is like, very. it's not like a very cool part of New York. It's like the That's most- where Macy's is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's like- yeah. Times Square where Macy's is. That's what he's singing about. Isn't there, yeah. a, isn't there a cooler part of New York City that you could be singing about than you that? You would think but so. Once again, it was the mid-90s. Everyone was watching <laughs> Friends. That was everyone's impression of what New York was. You know, It wasn't some cool little part of Brooklyn or something. It, it was like it wasn't uh, like St. Mark's Place down on the Lower East Side. It was yep. Herald Square. Yep. That's what you We're going about. to Macy's, baby. <laughs> I, w- I recorded an album in New York City one time and and from where our apartment was for that like six weeks or whatever to the studio, I walked. I, I realized when I did this every day, walked past that Macy's. Oh, um, yeah. So I can really relate to this song, man. <laughs> just, you're just like Freedy. <laughs> yeah, man. This this song hits me hard. Otherwise, with Freedy, I don't know, man. We get to the point of the episode where it's like, well, is it one hit thunder and, you know, a lot of things go into this. Not only is the song great, but did the artist deserve to have this huge hit? Is, does the back catalog strong enough to support it? And or is the song a one hit blunder like, nah, this this shouldn't have been, you know? And yeah, I'm often talked into one way or the other by my guest. <laughs> I, I can go I can go in full bore like, oh, I'm giving magic rude a one hit blunder, man. And then yeah. by the end of it, I could be talked into it, man. I listened to that one and you did get talked out of making it a blunder. <laughs> you, uh, what would you give magic rude? We could talk about <sighs> that first. So, boy, I really hate that song. Uh <laughs> But it also does get stuck in my head kind of a lot for a song I haven't like heard even that much. So it's yeah. sort of undeniable in that way. So right. 
I I think I was brought around by that argument as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was just it was just half an hour of us talking shit on magic, and then you know yeah, what? And then one hit thunder. thunder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. As far as Freddy, I, I, I'm gonna have to err on the side of thunder. I think. Oh, absolutely. For yeah. Um, I mean, he literally be- like sold his family farm to fund. <laughs> yeah. He okay. really bet on himself, and it paid off. And he's like still putting out. Well, I don't know when his last album was, but he put out an album as recently as 2015. Like, all right, he seems like an actual like he just cares about making music. That's actually pretty important and a really good point. And I'm glad you said that because that's something that I say. I brought up I, Josh Fiedler was on an episode about Elastica. That was my point about them was like, oh, they had this hit, and then that was it. And then they put out one more album. They're like, all right, peace. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I, I always say that that's that's just weak, man. That's weak. Yeah, Freddy so, kept put out a whole bunch of albums after this. Actually, all right. Well, that's great. Then that just reassures my uh, my thunder, my personal thunder decision on this one. But yeah, uh, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, great, great song. So catchy. Yeah, man, for sure. And uh. It's been really nice talking to you, man. Yeah, it's I've been, been great talking to you too. I, I, I love liking your tweets, but I don't. I, I rarely, <laughs> I rarely get to talk to you in person unless I see you at a show. And now I shows know. shows don't exist anymore. And yeah. uh, you know, it, now it's well, just podcasts. You know. Yeah. Which hey, it's a great way to get to talk to you. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, man. It's been fun. Yeah. Thank you. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Chris Fafalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah. Underneath me, you're hearing Greenlight off Punchline's album 37 Everywhere. Check out their music at punchline.com. And let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. listening to the Geekscape Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? 
I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.